Reformed Church. There are things, and this is going to be revolutionary to some people maybe listening online, there are things that God can't do, okay, that he is not able to do. And that, to, you know, that's, that's about the, uh, at least so far, that's the only thing I've said at this church that I've gotten um, corrected on from uh, someone sitting in the congregation thus far is that God cannot. So I am, I am aware anyway of the, um, the feathers that that ruffles with people. But the Bible specifically says, and I'm not going to do a teaching on this right now. We have uh, some teaching on the, uh, in the sovereignty of God topic on Reform U right now that you can look at. But um, there are things that God cannot do. And sometimes when people think about that phrase, they don't realize that there are verses in the Bible that say that, right? Um, but when they think about that phrase, their mind immediately goes to, well, God's all-powerful. And obviously, that's true, right? God, God's all-powerful. He, he has uh, the power for any extent. And um, people also say, well, God has full authority, right? So, of course, there, you can't say that there's nothing that God can, uh, that God, there's nothing that God can't do, and you can't say that there's something that he can't do because he has full power and full authority. But they're missing another aspect of God, his characteristics, God has full power, true. God has full authority over the whole universe, true. God does not have all characteristics. The Bible says that there is no unrighteousness in him. Okay, No Christian should, should argue with that. God is not all characteristics. This is why right, uh, Hebrews 6 says, it is impossible for God to lie. Now that word impossible would be sufficient just by itself in our English translation, but that word is actually not able. Okay, Hebrews 6 says, that if you actually look at the Greek, of that word impossible, like the impossible word there, it, it, it suffices anyway. But the Greek is not able. God is not able to lie. And I understand the, the, the line from every single person in the church, and that is, no, God could lie, he chooses not to. That is not what the verse says, though. That is not what the verse says. If we're going to get our, our doctrine from Pastor so-and-so, you might say that. If you're going to get your doctrine from that verse and from the Scripture strictly, he is not able to lie. Literally, if that was translated properly in English, it would say he is not able to lie. There's another verse, I think it's in 2 Timothy chapter 3, I believe, uh, could, be, could be chapter 2, but um, it says that God, even if we are unfaithful, God remains faithful because he cannot deny himself. Um, that word cannot, as you would guess, that's actually translated in English, cannot, meaning not able. He cannot deny himself, but what's cannot deny himself mean in that case? He's talking about his faithfulness, because God will never be unfaithful, and he can't deny his faithfulness. So even if you're unfaithful to God, he can't be unfaithful to you, right? What are those two verses regarding? Are they regarding his power? Because the one is about lying, and the other one's about faithfulness, right? Are those about his power? No, those are about his characteristics, okay? God is not all characteristics. There are inabilities that God has and, and that's not like a slant or something that I'm putting on that. That's actual, biblically proven fact. Despite all of his power and all of his authority over the whole universe, he is not all characteristics. Not that he chooses not to do certain things, but can. That, that, would, that would contradict the two verses I just gave you. Not able. And I understand, you know, when people want to believe something, what you're going to end up doing is you're going to end up digging through the Hebrew and the Greek and this and that and this this theologian said that, and people will find a way to twist a verse to their liking, but that's what the Bible says. He cannot deny his faithfulness. That means he cannot be unfaithful, and he also cannot lie. And that ruffles a lot of feathers, but that is the reason why 
God is not in control of everything today. Not because he lacks power to do something, not because he lacks any authority to do something in the universe, because after all, God created everything. He, there are things that God can't do in the earth today, and it's not because he lacks the authority to do it. Of course, again, he made the universe, right? He has authority over it. Uh, and it's not because he lacks any power, but it's because he lacks certain characteristics. And what I'm referring to is unrighteous characteristics, like uh, the ability to tell a lie, like the ability to be unfaithful. He doesn't have those characteristics in him. The Bible says, is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. There is no unrighteousness in him to sin. Okay? And again, if we're going to go on the Bible and not by pastor so-and-so, and not by theologian so-and-so, we're going to go off the Bible, it says he cannot. That's such an important thing, because this is the reason why God is not controlling everything in this world. I use that verse all the time to talk about how, you know, um, God's will is not being done most of the time on this earth, and the verse I typically use is in, in Matthew, where Jesus teaches his disciples to pray, and he says, you know, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's God asked us to ask him for his will to be done on earth, which is evidence there, right, by itself, that his will isn't completely done on earth. Otherwise, he wouldn't ask us to pray for it, right? Seeing as he doesn't ask us to pray for his will to be done in heaven. Um, but this is why God, it, it's for the lack of God's characteristics that he doesn't control everything on this earth, okay? I don't know how many places you're here in what I just told you, but that's, that should give you, that's a word of caution to make sure that what you're hearing is in line with the scripture I just gave you. Because, but anyway, it's God's lack of characteristics. It's his lack of injustice that prohibits him. I know we don't like those words with God, but cannot means he cannot. It's his lack of injustice that prohibits him from ever doing anything unjust. He can't do injustice. He cannot lie. He cannot be unfaithful. He cannot go back on his word. Cannot. Cannot. But this is why God cannot communicate good things to human beings except Jesus having provided it and someone believed it. You know why? Because according to Romans chapter 3, which I won't go there right now, that's the only just way for people to receive. Again, if I were doing a whole teaching on this, I would bring you to Romans 3 right now, but I can't do that right now. But it says that that's the way that we received righteousness from God as well. And it, it actually specifically says that it was the only way that God could be just and yet the justifier of those who believe in Jesus. The only way for undeserving man to receive from a holy God, only just way, the only just way to receive from a holy God when we don't deserve it of our works is for Jesus, for an intercessor to have paid for, and for us on our end to consent to receive by believing him. That's it. Romans 5.2 says the way that we receive from the Lord is that it's through Jesus. We have access through Jesus, through faith in him. Okay, that's how you receive the grace of God. Um, because God is always just and cannot do any injustice, that's the only way for people to receive. When Jesus said he was the way, he wasn't kidding. He really is the only way. Why is he the only way? If God can just do anything, why would Jesus be the only way? Well, in a world, in a universe in which God could do anything, Jesus wouldn't be the only way. You'd be right. How could Jesus claim to be the only way or our only access if God can do anything? Well, then God could also save you by the snap of his finger. He could also heal you by just, you know, tapping his foot. You know, like it wouldn't matter, right? God could do things a whole bunch of ways. The reason why in Christianity we say that Jesus is the only way, and that is a, a matter of fact, is because God cannot do something in an unjust way. According to the verse I just gave you, God cannot do certain things, right? Right? 
One of those things God cannot do injustice, cannot. And because of that, he had to send his son to shed his blood for our sins to make us worthy to receive the things that he wanted to give us. And we have to put faith in that intercessor in order to receive. Why? Because God lacks power and that's why he has to do it that way? No. Because God lacks authority and that's why he has to do it that way? No. Because God lacks unjust characteristics and that's why he has to do it that way. If you have heard that God is controlling everything, you have been lied to. If you have heard that God can do anything at any time, you've also been lied to. The Bible doesn't say either of those two things. He is almighty God. Yep, that's absolutely true. All power. He is not all characteristics. Um, and I think sort of on a low-tier level, every Christian knows that God isn't all characteristics, but they assume that he does that out of choice and not out of inability. And that's not what the Bible says. It's simply not what the Bible says. Again, I refer you to those two verses, but that is why things work the way they do and why there's suffering in the world still. You know why there's suffering in the world? God ain't controlling that suffering. You know why there's still suffering in the world, even though Jesus came to save our lives and not to destroy our physical lives, as the Bible says? You know why that is? Because the only just way for people to receive is through that door, which is Jesus Christ, to put faith in him and to hear his voice and receive his gospel. And once you believe, then you can enter through that door and receive from God. And guess what? Suffering will go on as long as unbelief still goes on. Why? And God can't do anything more about it. Why? Cannot do anything more about it. Why can't that holy God communicate that good stuff to uh, all of humanity, that healing, that um, prosperity to all of humanity apart from their faith? Because it's the only just way, as Hebrews, uh, excuse me, as Romans chapter 3 says. It's the only way for God to maintain his justice and yet communicate things to undeserving people. And whether we like that or not, our works don't deserve anything from God. Thank God through Jesus we've been made worthy with his own righteousness, but of our works we don't deserve it. How else does God get good things to evil people? How? It, the Bible says that that wouldn't be just. The wages of sin is death, not life. So how does God get life to people that deserve death? The Bible says that's a principle of justice. The wages of sin is death. So how does he get, get you life then? He would have to contradict his own principle of justice, and he can't do that. Jesus takes our death on the cross as an intercessor, takes our sin at the cross to make you worthy and righteous to be able to receive his life. Boom, now we've got a just means. No wonder Jesus says, I'm the only way. Not because there really is another way, but Jesus sort of just said that. That's how we take it to mean in, in, in the church today. Because if God can do anything he wants, Jesus isn't the only way. Anything could be a way in, in, in that case, but it's not the case. Because God lacks injustice. He lacks certain characteristics. And like I said, you have been lied to before to say that God controls everything in this world or that he can do anything, has no inabilities whatsoever. Nope. Um, let me leave you with this one thing. I know I'm taking up some time here, but let me just, this is important. Let me just give you this one last thing too. This is why people have such a, a, a warped view of God. Um, this is actually why a lot of people are atheists. It's actually a, a common thread that I've heard amongst atheists is ultimately um, they look at God, say, well, even if God was real, you know, I can't reconcile a God that can do anything with all this suffering in the world. Because here's the truth, right? They have a, it's erroneous, but in their worldview, they have a point, right? If you have a God that can do anything, just anything at all, has no inabilities whatsoever, which of course is not our God, right? Our God has inabilities, we've just learned. But in a world in which you have a God with zero inabilities, and yet there's suffering going on in this world, it's, it's like a, kind of like the little Spider-Man quote, right? With, with, with great power comes great responsibility, right? 
Ultimately, what that means is if you can do anything and something happens that's wrong, it's on your watch, therefore, and you could have stopped it, right? If God has no inabilities and there's suffering going on in the world, you could say, well, you could be stopping this right now, right? And that would skew your view of God, of course. But then again, God does have inabilities. How would you feel even about a person who, whose daughter was sick and they could just, they had the antidote right there and they could just heal him? Um, and, they, and they choose not to for one reason or another. What would you think about that person? You, you, you would be rightfully like angry with their decision there. You'd be like, what are you doing? Your daughter's dying and you didn't even do anything for her, right? Because when you have the ability to fix something and don't, that person, that should tarnish someone's reputation, right? But what if a father does everything that he possibly can, even dies trying to save his little girl, and his little girl dies anyway, right? What if that happens? Would you blame that father? Of course. If he exhausted all of his abilities and did everything that he was able to on his end, but simply couldn't do any more, if you see his daughter die, do you blame the father? No. Why? Because he has inabilities. And it is this God-can-do-anything notion in the church and in the world broadly that has tarnished the reputation of God. God has inabilities, and he has already exhausted every single one of his abilities for every person in this world to heal you, to prosper you, to save you, to give you immortality, to save you from death, everything. That's car wrecks, that's sickness, that's disease, that's every single thing. He's exhausted every single ability on his end to the point of bloodshed to save the physical lives of people's physical bodies with physical problems in this world. You see, when you, think, when you know someone has exhausted their abilities, you stop blaming them for something because you know they did everything they could. Even if that daughter dies and you know the father did everything he could, you don't blame the father anymore because you know you, ex you did everything you could. If she dies, you know what? Maybe there's some other reason why she died. When you know that God has exhausted his abilities because he has to be just, he has exhausted all of his ability in his justice, within the realm of justice. Imagine justice is a circle, right? He's exhausted everything within that perimeter. In sending Jesus, in dying for you, in providing this, and then also coming and teaching these things so that you would know about it, so that you'd be able to believe it. And sent his gospel out throughout all the world. That is an exhausted ability on God's end. The fact that people still die when God has exhausted the abilities on his end should be like that father. Well, if someone dies, then I can't blame you because you did everything you could for them. Everything you could. You know what that means? There's something you couldn't do. And there are things God can't do. He cannot snap his fingers and take someone who deserves death by sin, through Adam's sin, and give them life. Cannot. Why? Because God cannot be unfaithful to his covenant, to his word. He cannot be unjust. It's his inabilities on his end prohibits him from doing injustice. And I know this ruffles so many feathers in the church today because we sing songs about how God can do anything and God is in control, and neither of those two things are true. God is in control to the extent that people will believe on his intercessor son to allow him to get through to them. There's one door, one way. If you don't go through that door in that way, you ain't going to receive anything. That's the only way God can communicate good things to you. And this is why it's so important. When you see people die in the world today, like that daughter, you, you automatically know from what I'm telling you right now, if you really believed it, which is purely scriptural, if you really believed it, you would say, you know what, Lord? They died for some other reason. I know it wasn't your fault, because I know that you exhausted all of your abilities in your son. Not just in dying, but in also 
communicating that to the world. It's hard to find someone that doesn't even know who Jesus is at all, even in the world today. A lot of people don't pursue it. Everybody knows there's a God, the Bible says, so everyone is without excuse for not seeking him out. Everybody knows they're a God. Intuitively, by looking at creation, everybody knows, mm, this didn't come from nothing. They know that. They know that. And he has preached his gospel to everybody so that everybody has the wherewithal to know what he did. Um, but when you see somebody die, when the father does every single thing he can on his end, um, you know it was for some other reason. It certainly wasn't your fault, Lord. They died for some other reason. Turns out that reason is unbelief. Turns out that reason is carnal-mindedness. Um, and unbelief doesn't mean you don't believe Jesus at all. It doesn't mean you don't know Jesus at all. But it is our lack of knowledge that destroys us, even as the church, physically speaking, I mean. It is our lack of knowledge, and it's not God's fault. It is our lack of knowledge that allows things in our life. And this is why this church stands for what it does. We are informing people, and this is what you guys are doing on an individual basis too. We are informing people of the great things that God has worked on humanity's behalf. Because if they don't know it, they can't receive it, because the only just way to receive, according to Romans 5, 2, is Jesus having provided it and you believing it. That's it. But on God's end, that's all I can do for you. I provided my son. I can give you everything with him, but you got to believe it. you got to believe it. You have to know it. To be carnally minded, therefore, is death. To be spiritually minded and understand what Jesus did for you is life and peace. It's so important, man. It, it, it is so, so important. We have such a terrible reputation in, uh, in our mind as concerning God. He has such a terrible reputation today because, and a lot of it, a lot of it stems from the God can do anything erroneous notion. And it's just wrong. He can't do anything. He already exhausted his abilities on his end. Now it is up to us to receive his word and, um, and learn what he did for us. That's all he wants to do. He just wants to teach you. He's willing to teach you. He just wants you to learn. But if you don't do that, Romans 5.2 says you can't receive. Can't receive. That's it. People are destroyed for lack of knowledge, not because God willed it. God's will is not coming to pass in this world, except to the extent that people are able, or, or willing, rather, to believe his son. It's so, so important. So, so important. You don't really realize all of the repercussions that our words have when you tell someone that God is in control or that God can do anything. They rightfully so look at the world, and they go, well, God can do anything, huh? Okay. Where were you when, fill in the blank, where were you when so-and-so this? Where were you when so-and-so that? Where were you when this terrorist attack happened? Where were you when, you see what I'm saying? You don't, we don't understand the repercussions of saying that. And ultimately, how anti-scriptural that really is. Um, so, so important. God loves you. God sent his son for you. He just wants to teach you, and if you're willing to do that, you can receive anything you want from God. Anything you want from God, you can receive from him. He's done everything on his end. He's made it very easy for us. We're going to learn about that tonight, too, but he's made it very easy for us. God just wants you to know his son. It's the only way he can get good things to you. But like I said, if you're willing to do that, shoot, you will live a prosperous life and be in health even as your soul prospers. Awesome stuff. We hope you enjoyed this message from Reform Church. If you have, please share this with someone else and help us get this uncommon truth out to the world. If you'd like to support this good news, you can do so at reformchurch.com give. Also on our website, you can take advantage of our free messages, articles, and even full discipleship courses. Start reforming your mind now at reformchurch.com.